Uh, Malachi chapter 3, and um, we're going to start just going to read a couple verses, verses 6 and 7 of Malachi chapter 3, and then I'll tell you why this has stuck in my head and stuck in my heart. So Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. So he's talking about his God's covenant faithfulness here. Um, because I don't renege on my promises, you are not consumed. Um, even in your rebellion, you are not consumed, because I am the Lord and I do not change. Yet, verse 7, from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances. You have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. And that title of the Lord, that title of God, Lord of hosts, has just pelted me. It has consumed me. Um, as we have uh, looked at various texts of Scripture, and even as people have been praying the last couple of weeks, that title of the Lord keeps coming back. And um, so on that Saturday evening, after the prayer meeting, I went to the book of Psalms, and Psalm 24.10 says, Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. So the word Lord there um, has to do with God, Yahweh God, being in italics, uh, referring to the self-existent, redemptive God. So he is Yahweh. And then the word hosts is a translation of the Hebrew word Sabaoth, having the idea of armies. So it's a reference to the angelic hosts or the angelic armies of heaven. So the Lord of hosts is God of the armies of heaven. And heaven, even transcending the third heaven, we could say the unseen realm. The Lord of hosts is the God of the armies of the unseen realm. He is the ruler. He is the commander over his host in heaven and even his hosts on earth. So when God speaks as the Lord of hosts, he is speaking as commander with all of the heavenly host in back of him. It's majestic, it's massive, it's powerful. And he commands them, he speaks, and it happens. He is the Lord of hosts. At his call, the host of heaven responds. I just think it's incredible. So in verse 7, speaking as the commander, he's saying to Israel, Return to me, little Israel compared to my massive hosts. Return to me, small Israel, and I, heavenly host commander, will return to you. So if you could pause in your thoughts there just for a second, and uh, I want you to think about, and I don't know if you, uh, in your ministries, um, referenced yesterday 
as being Pentecost Sunday or not. Think of this. God, the Lord of hosts, chose the post-Passover event of Pentecost as the time to send the Holy Spirit to indwell and empower believers. So that with the Lord of hosts mindset in back of us, I want to read just a couple of texts to you from Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, speaking of the apostles and the disciples, but wait, wait for the promise of the Father. Who's the Father? The Lord of hosts, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Verse 8, but ye shall receive power. What kind of power? Lord of host power. After that, the Holy Spirit is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses. So in the Jewish mind, the Hebrew mind here, they're thinking, Lord of hosts, Yahweh, in their mentality, the power, and then he's equating it with the Holy Spirit. So this is Lord of hosts power by the Holy Spirit. You will be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth, um, which, and I haven't finished yet, but which brings to mind what was it that changed Peter from cowering disciple to powerful preacher? It was, yes, the resurrection, but the Holy Spirit, the coming of the Holy Spirit, the Lord of hosts, power. And chapter 2, verse 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, we pray for a long time, but often God acts suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Could this be Lord of host action? This is power on high, commanded by Yahweh, Lord of hosts in action, rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. <laughs> so who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. So we know Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're all God. All power and all authority are his. And in Jesus's Lord of hosts authority, the demon was cast out of the demoniac into the sea, into the swine. In his authority, the winds stopped blowing and the sea calmed as the Lord of hosts, the creator. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 10 says, Every knee will bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. This is Lord of hosts territory. It's fascinating. The king of glory commands the armies of heaven. And at the same time, at the same time, the commander has this host in back of him. He hears our prayers. He, as Lord of hosts, hears our prayers. And he empowers our witness. And he 
blesses that tract that we give. And he fills that street preacher with zeal. And he empowers that neighborhood Bible study. And we get to pray for that unsaved family member in Holy Spirit, Lord of hosts power. So, as Stephen commented in his email, we ought to pray with all we have, all we are, zealously. And we can pray that God would fill us with his power in prayer. It's a reason to be zealous. It's a reason to labor in prayer. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory.